Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome to Don't Miss This, a new year. New and a new background, Testament, everyone. New background. Listen, we just, this is our second time through the New Testament. So if you're just new with us, welcome, welcome. We move through the scriptures. We follow the Come Follow Me schedule and curriculum. And it's, uh, we kind of, this is sort of like an institute class. It's kind of like a, a study of the scriptures, what we're kind of following along in in church and seminary and our home study and, and all of those things. And this year we're in the New Testament. And Which because, we love. We love the New Testament. Let's just say that. Yeah. We love every book of scripture. True. But there's a particular fondness for this book, which we'll talk about in just a second. But it's our second time through it. We started the New Testament five years, four years. I can't know the math. I can't do the math. Okay. <laughs> and I can't help Many, you. many years ago. <laughs> the very first year of Come Follow Me yeah. was the New Testament. And we did the whole thing. That's how we started. And if you want a really good laugh... Neither of us want you to do this, actually. <laughs> but just go back and watch the first couple Come Follow Me's on YouTube, and you'll just get a little giggle. We've been laughing so hard for three weeks. Yeah, but we would decide to change up the bag just a little bit so that you would be able to differentiate between those two. And that's uh, not the only change. Let's talk about the other change, too, that is going to be new this year. We hope. We hope we're going to be good at this. Um, but the first year we went through, we gave you everything in about an hour um, of the things that we love to teach. This year, we're going to give you two options. The video is still going to come out. It'll be a full length video. But if you want to watch it in 10 minute segments, like if you're like, I wish I was getting in for 10 minutes every day. There's going to actually be that option within the video. Our video man, who we love, Andy, is going to give you little section breaks that will be 10 different, or 10, five, 10 minute <laughs> segments that you'll be able to watch. And within the journal, um, we've planned these so that each of those segments actually has a question that goes with it that you can ponder for that whole day. So you'll be able to just like watch 10 minutes ponder a question for the whole day, just sit in that part of the reading only if you want to, or that's going to be an option. Or, yeah, or you might listen to the entire thing all the way through. Maybe our podcast listeners in particular will listen to that whole thing as they drive. And then maybe you can come back to the journal and then every night or every morning, just look at those five questions as a reminder of kind of what that study was and kind of settle your heart on it again. So yeah. And David's personality, options. the way he studies, and I am generally like this too, is to do all of Come Follow Me on Sundays. Watch the whole thing, study the whole thing, teach a lesson uh, to your kids all on Sundays. And if that is what is working for you currently, just stick with that model and this is still going to work. So we're just trying to open it up. So depending on how you like to study, there are options available for you. Yeah. Also, let's just say this right now. We want to call this this year, the year of Jesus. We are so excited about this. Um, just that's what we're going to dive into this year is studying who Jesus is and what does a personal relationship with him actually look like and, and how do we develop 
that relationship and how do we create personal experiences that allow us to know him just a little bit more and that's what we'll be focusing on all year not just for the four gospels but like through the whole new testament we're going to be thinking about that and so we love just thinking that this is the year of jesus that's what we're going to be doing here at don't miss this and it's fun to talk about where we left off and yeah, where, and where we're, we're entering into it's just neat to think about i mean obviously we just did christmas and then we're going to start with Christmas, because that's how the New Testament story starts, the story of Jesus does. But I just need to consider like those shepherds arriving at the stable and then looking down at this baby. And and I, I was at this um, Christmas event and they sang that song, What Child Is This? And I thought to myself, what if the shepherds asked that question as they looked at him and they're mm-hmm. like, wait, what child is this? And they could go back through the whole Old Testament and they have all those stories. And, yes. and, and that would be their answers, right? I, let me tell you who this child actually is. And it's neat because we've studied, you know, Jehovah, Jehovah right? And the way he came into everyone's stories in the Old Testament. And, and we ended last year with this um, word, this Hebrew word, which was Emmanuel, which means God with us. And what's awesome is that's exactly how the New Testament starts. And so don't be surprised if you are um, doing the posters with us this year. The, the word you had up last week and the word you're going to put up next week are the same word and for a, an important reason. Last year, we studied the Messiah who would come. and We saw him as Jehovah. We talked about um, how he entered people's story in the Old Testament. Um, this year, again, Emmanuel means God with us. And this year, we actually get to see Jesus show up like literally in the stories of his followers. And so we're going to start in that same place with that same name, Emmanuel. And we'll talk about that more next week. But as we do this year of Jesus on purpose, within our teaching materials and our study tools, we are going to lean into who he is and what he does. Every week we are going to lean into that. So you're going to see these posters this year all of them are a name of Jesus Christ. By the end, we will have 52 names of Christ, which we're super excited about. And it's just a unique way of studying and figuring that out. We love the invitation a couple of years ago from President Nelson, where he said, study the names of Christ as a way to learn his character, to learn his attributes, to learn what, what he is like, what you can expect from him. And so that's why we picked those to be the word each week. And then in the journal, we also have a section each week where you can actually go through and do that study this year as a as a 52 name a 52 week study and we have a spot where what is that name that we're studying this week and each of the names ps come from that section of come follow me yeah there will be a verse that we will pull from so that you know what that name is and it comes directly out of the reading yeah and then just to think about like what does that name actually mean what's it teach about him and we're going to lean into thinking now where have i seen him show up as a shepherd, as a teacher, as a gift in my own personal story. And maybe you'll watch for it that entire week as, as, you, as you do that. That's just a, that has made scripture study mm-hmm. come alive more for me than me anything too. else is to like see it in the stories on those pages and then now watch for it 
in my own pages. And then, and then we have a spot right here where you can add different scriptures where you see that name being used and give it yeah, more and depth. Other, you and might more, see it in the Book of Mormon. You might right. see it in the Old Testament. It might be in the Doctrine and Covenants. Um, for those of you who use the app, we're going to be leaning into this um, really deeply on the app where we will actually put up for you other other resources and places you want to go to study that name deeper. Um, you know we love to give a free give every year. Our one for this year, last year we did the timeline, which we loved. And we loved hearing all of you talk about how that timeline was changing the way you studied the Old Testament. So we've been thinking so hard of what we want to do this year, and I'm not going to give it away yet, but we will on segment number three, yeah. I think, of this video. Um, what we'll be doing this year that is going to allow you to have those names be part of what you're doing in your homes. And we're super excited about that. So what you can expect this year from us is the year of Jesus. That's what we are going to be focusing on. And we're just so excited to yeah. see how we know him better in 52 weeks from right now than we do right now. So we're going to jump in to segment number one. So your first 10 minutes is going to start right now. And this is so fun. Watch what David is going to do. <laughs> it really is so fun. Okay. If you've ever taken English class before, uh, which you have, and even if you hated it, it's fine. You know that like when you analyze a story and you're trying to look at everything, you're asking for the main parts of the story or the who, what, when, where, why, how, right? It's a way that you, what are those state tests? I hope we're not giving anybody PTSD right now by talking about some of those things. But those are the like what you would look at to kind of figure out, get yourself into a story. That's also a great way to study scripture right? To just like look at a story and just like observe what's happening. Who's there? What's going on? Why are they there? How and, and how are they interacting and, and everything that's, that's happening inside that story? And so we thought it would be great to start off this year by sort of asking those same sort of questions about Jesus and relationship with him. And now we're going out of order. I know yeah. you normally do the who, what, what, whatever, how that goes, but we're going to start with this question. Because this is one of the first questions that you find um, in the New Testament that Jesus asks his disciples. This is a chapter we're going to get into a little bit later, but we love that the Come Follow Me manual starts out with this question that Jesus asks his disciples in John chapter 1. So this is in John chapter 1, and it's verse 38 is where we are. And this is right after John the Baptist has been teaching. And um, there's two disciples in verse 37, it says, heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and he said unto them, what seek ye? Which is such a great question for diving into this year. Like it's a question we could all ask ourselves. What are you seeking actually from a relationship with Christ? And I love his answer back is, um, their answer back, they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? And it's almost as if they were like, where did you come from? Like, what do you do? What is your story? These are the questions that they're asking. And we love that those are the questions that it's kind of that thought of like, who is Jesus to you? And what is his story and how does his story actually affect your story? And this week as we are like entering in to 
this very first lesson, that's what we want you to spend maybe a little bit of time thinking of is what seek ye? Like, what do you actually want from this relationship? And the beginning of the year is such a good time to do it. Um, yeah, I, I actually was just thinking, I just remember this as you were talking that I went up and visited our um, Hindu temple that's up in South Jordan here in Utah. And, and the priest that was there asked me this question or said this thing to me about this. He's like, this question of what seek ye or what do you want? He just said, it's a really, it's easy to give an answer to. It's difficult to give a good answer to it. Mm. And I love starting a journey, starting a year, starting asking yeah. this question. Because 2023, yeah. right? What do you what want? Seek ye? What do you want? And and we we do that naturally. We as a people, we lean into that naturally. Like you will in the next three weeks with your kids make vision boards, Yeah, uh, which I love. This is such a this fun tradition they have. Yeah, we do these. Th so we just get a bunch of whole bunch of magazines and we just lay them all out and give everybody scissors and, and little foam boards to just pick out pictures that like you're drawn to. Things that you're like Do you go buy a million to. magazines or what? Happens? Yeah, and then every year I think to myself, we should save them. And we actually did this year, but then Jack got extra credit if he brought in magazines to his teacher. So we actually <laughs> so stole all over. of them and we were able to start over. But it moved him from an F to a B. Oh, so well, we that are, was good. it was worth it. And that concerns me. So yeah, we just system. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always concerned. So we have to, so we like, I don't actually know if it moved him from that, but in my mind. So yeah, it's just sort of like a way, this was mine from last year and it's, it was a way to, for me to like illustrate right and answer. Right after that, I just love, why did you choose that? I just want to know. Okay. Okay. Everyone who's on the podcast, he has at the top left corner of his vision board, Christopher Robin pulling Winnie the Pooh out of a hole because he ate so much honey. Yeah. That's what happened. Right. But I picked it because of Winnie the Pooh. And I just really like about Winnie the Pooh that he sort of has a Taoist spirit where he's just like, whatever comes, comes, you know? Yeah. And so that's sort of at the beginning of the year. I was like, I kind of want to embrace more Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you I know, love and that. just sort of like I love Winnie the Pooh. Can I know? go back here for a minute? Yeah, you totally because can. I love when you look at all of these, and this could be really true for everyone. When you talk about what seek ye for 2023, it's gonna be it might be Winnie the Pooh. Uh, it might be Yoda. Yoda's on here, everyone, if you can't see what's happening. Um, there's Mother Teresa is on here. There's all these ideas of like what I what I want to embrace. But I love that right in the center of all of these is Jesus on one of these vision boards. And that actually is a choice to like seek yeah. Jesus. Now, this might feel super overwhelming to you, buying magazines, cutting things out, having that whole entire night. And one of the things that I love is that there are so many people who um, you'll actually be able to find people who are creating vision boards if you want like a more peaceful situation. Um, or you could do this yourself where you're just going to draw out squares on a piece of paper. I saw this one last year from Emily Shea Art. She's one of my um, favorite artists to follow. And I just thought that she was like, I want personal development. I want more spiritual faith. I want to work on my relationships. She, she has finance. She has psychological, physical, recreational, which I love. Who loves when this just says... Don't touch the board. Oh, sorry. You keep thinking you're going to touch it. Uh, who, this part says fun. Like, I want fun in my vision board. I want to be like, my, what, what are my, my plans for fun? My whole vision board was fun, my other one. Yeah, so if you, if I that, love that. <laughs> and professional and... 
And just, you could ask the question for each of those boxes. Yeah, what right? seeky? What seeky yeah. in each of those in things? In each of those boxes. Um, some people choose a word for every year. I have a really hard time with that because either I forget my word by April or I'm like on a completely different trajectory by April and I'm like, I'm going to need a new word. Um, this year I had something interesting happen where um, I'm a big fan of Walt Disney. Everyone, this is why, let me just tell you in case someone's not a fan of Walt Disney, but I just love the thought of someone whose like entire thought process was to make other people happy. That's how I like to envision Walt Disney. And when I walk down Main Street, I'm like, I just love that in his imagination and his creativity and his professional outlook, he was like, well, how could I make this place magic? Yeah. You know, I just, I love that about him. And we had the opportunity to go um, to a spot where there were just a lot of pictures of Walt Disney hanging up on the wall. And when we were in there walking through, there was one that I was like just drawn to, immediately drawn to. And I had said to David when we were in there, instead of a word next year, I'm choosing a picture to represent my year. I've never done that before, but I am picking a picture to represent my year. Everyone don't panic. This is my picture for next year. I'm so excited about it. Is this... And what I love about this picture is And this. for those on the podcast, it's a, a picture of yeah. Walt Disney and all the Imagineers with a whole bunch of pictures on the wall of a cartoon that they're working through and a whole brainstorming group of people all together. Don't forget my favorite person. Me. Yes. That we guy. went through and assigned out <laughs> who was everybody's roles on this paper, which I love. But for the podcast people, right in the center, bottom of the picture, is this man who's sitting on the floor with his hands in his ears and his fingers waving. And he's obviously acting out whatever is in Walt's imagination as this story is coming out. And I just love the thought of this group of people gathering together to make magic. I'm like, that is the year I want. I, I want to gather this group of people and I want to make magic. And we love this idea because it will be in us to be thinking of what are you seeking this year? What, what are you seeking for 2023? And it might be brainstorm sessions and it might be, um, it might be Winnie the Pooh. It's funny that we both were in Walt Disney mode. Um, you know, it might be all of these different things, but we hope one of the things that would be on your list is Jesus. And you could just write down on your vision board, Jesus, or you could put a picture of Jesus. But maybe this week in our invitation from segment one might be, what exactly do you need from Jesus this year, what are you seeking for in that relationship? And maybe you would just set aside some time to think about what do I want my relationship with Jesus to look like this year? And what do I need from him? And, and where will he fit in my story? What seek ye? And if I were teaching a, a lesson with a family or in a class or something like that, I think I would maybe make something like this. If you wanted to spend some time on that, Jenny did vision boards in Young Women's last year, the beginning of January, or just give everybody a chance in a gospel doctrine class, maybe to just take two minutes and give an initial answer to that. And then an invitation for them to go home and like really lean into the question, what seek ye, you know, for that one. Okay. So the second little segment um, is answering the question, 
or asking the question, why? Why do you seek me? This is particularly for someone who is, wait, I, I want, need, desire a relationship, want to know more about, want to spend more time with whatever it is with Jesus of Nazareth. And then the question would be, well, why? What is yeah. it that you're actually looking for? Which I just love the thought of that. I love this thought of like, why? And it makes me think of that quote from Michelle Craig, and maybe we can... Uh, maybe we can think about that and then we'll go into these two scriptures. Yeah, this is a line from her talk in October 2018 called Divine Discontent. And she talks about how discontent or how that seeking or that needing can become a divine um, process. It can mm-hmm. become a divine experience. And we, this little line in here says this. In fact, Jesus' miracles often begin with a recognition of want need, failure, or inadequacy. And then she takes you into that story of the loaves and fishes, which all the stories, if you look at them, this is one of our favorite, um, begin with somebody who has a need. Like in relationship with Jesus, to initiate a relationship with Jesus, all you need is need. Yeah, which I love. And and we love the story of this woman. This is one of our favorite pictures. Um, We found it in Magdala in Galilee. Um, and in this little church in the basement, and I'm, I walked in and it like took my breath away when I saw it because I was like, I just, I love this little moment that is happening right here amidst all this stuff. And I love that thought of just stopping for a minute. Like you will have gone through the process in segment one of saying, what am I seeking? But I love that the second question is Why? Why are you seeking that? And it's interesting because if you look at those scriptures that were on the first screen, the, the first one was Mark 1, 37. And this is a moment when Jesus has now started his ministry. And that morning he wakes up and he goes up to a solitary place to pray. And his apostles come looking for him and they're like, listen, you have got to come back. All men seek thee. It says in verse um, Mark 1, verse 37, when they had found him, They said unto him, all men seek for you. And I think that's a really common thing is for people to think, oh, I actually do want a relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to like put that on my vision board. I'm going to put that on my list of goals for 2023. But it becomes more powerful. The what becomes more powerful when you add the why. And in John 6, Jesus actually helps us recognize that because we go to John 6. I can't remember what verse it was in. Do you? This will tell us. Okay. Oh, Oh, well. Oh, no. I have it written down on here, I think. Um, In John 6, 24 is where we want to go. And um, everybody, this is when um, they've all come to him. It's going to be the loaves and the fishes story. In verse 24, it says... um, they took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they found him in verse 25, they're like, Rabbi, why did you come here? And then in verse 26, Jesus says something really important. He says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. And I love this moment where he's like, Okay, I see that you're seeking me. I see that's your what, that you've decided 
I'm going to seek for Jesus. But then he's like, but why are you here because of the miracle in the relationship? Or are you here because I fed you dinner the other night? And that's a, that's a really important question that this whole John 6 is going to be about is, but why? Why are you seeking me? And, and I love that thought of like turning into what Michelle Craig said when she was like, what is your need? Right? What is your need? Yeah. Because when you recognize your need, you're seeking a miracle Jesus. That's what you're seeking for. And so I love the why. I love taking the time to be like, what is my why in this moment? And um, what's my desperate prayer? What What's my um, situation or the conditions or the particulars of my life? And why do I actually need a relationship with Jesus in my life right now? Yeah, and, and I think there's like so many that... It's neat that in that very first section, he asks, he asks a particular person, what seek he? Because he would ask that to each individual person. Like each individual person has a different story in a different situation right now. And my why right now might be, you know, like, why do you need him? It's like, because I want more fulfillment right mm. now. Or I have these big dreams and, and I want some guidance yeah, in them. I and I that. want some encouragement and I want some creation, you know. Or it might be, I've been 12 years desperate, you know. Or or my son is at the point of of death, you know. Yes. And, and that, that for 2023, for each of us, our why is going to be, why do I want him? Yes. is going to be different for all of us. And I think it's so interesting to think about this. I had a um, experience in this last month that was actually a really tender experience for me. And I'm gonna leave a lot of the details private just because of the people who the story concerns. But I was in a really desperate situation. And it was a situation that came on really fast. and was very emotionally charged and there was a lot of fear in that situation and it also was way beyond my capacity to handle and i knew it when i walked into it i was like i am not smart enough strong enough i am not equipped for what is happening right now in this situation and there were there were a lot of things happening and they were happening really super fast and what I remember most from that moment is just the anguished tears that were happening in that moment. And I stood at the bottom of a set of stairs in a basement. And I, my first thought was, I have to do something. What should I do? And my second thought was, you need to ask for Jesus to be here now. And so I said the shortest prayer I've ever said, and it, it just was a desperate pleading for Jesus Christ to enter that situation and prevail in that situation. And it reminded me of something that Elder Rasban said several years ago in a um, talk that he gave to CES teachers. It was a talk he gave to seminary teachers. It actually was a really profound talk for me. We, we reference it a lot. It's the talk where he actually um, gives that advice to have a protection scripture to hold on to in really hard times. 
But in that same talk, he says this, try just saying the name Jesus Christ in a perilous setting with one who has lost hope. Just calling on him by name with reverence can make a difference in a difficult moment. Um, that's from a talk entitled Jesus Christ is the answer. If that's something you want to search later on, but I really love that there will be moments in our story this year where Jesus Christ is the only answer. Mm. Like when you talk about the why, like he will actually be the why of what resolves in that story. And he is powerful enough to be that. He, He has strength that will come from him and infuse a situation and bring healing and miracles and peace and all of the things that we are seeking there. And and that's not just going to be true for me. That is going to be true for anyone who trusts this advice from an apostle to ask in a perilous setting with one who has lost hope to just say the name of Jesus Christ. And I love when he says, with reverence. Um, there, there just is something for me that when you're thinking about the why, allowing him to actually be the why. Yeah. And, and to lean into that at the beginning of, of this year to like, if, if it is, if all miracles begin, like sister Craig said, right. Or often begin with a recognition of a want, need, failure, or inadequacy then I think I would start this year. And if I were teaching or studying this on my Mm -hmm. own, I think that's a question I would ask. What's my want, my need, what's my failure or inadequacy? And don't be afraid of it because it's actually what is going to trigger his presence, right? Yes. It's that need. Yeah. All you need is need. So what is it? Yeah, what's your why? And and think of what it is. What's the why in your life that the answer will become Jesus? Yeah. Okay, for this next section... We're going to talk about uh, this question, how. Um, how, this is an answer to, this, this is one of Jesus' most popular sermons throughout the New Testament, is ask, knock and it shall be open, ask and, and I'm putting them out of order, and yes. so now, <laughs> ask and whatever you shall find, like, Knock, wait a minute, why can't we even think about we it right to now? go to the verb. Okay, you go there. <laughs> You guys, it's and you fine. shall find just, seek. What, seek and you seek shall find is the problem. Might be the same. Ask and it shall be given. That's it. Seek and you shall find. Knock. How many times have we unto. said that scripture? I know. Well, how many times is Jesus? It really is his most repeated sermon throughout the New Testament. Is this? Um, and hope you're hopefully you're noticing all these have to do with this idea of seeking for him. What seek ye? Why do you seek me? And then now this one, a promise that seek and you shall find. But that's the promise. But then it leaves you wondering like, okay, how do I do that? Teach me how to seek Jesus. And this is where that idea that we came up with for the this the new timeline this year that we want to give to you came from because yeah. and I want to tell a story before oh, yeah. you introduce tell, that. Tell, but tell, what tell. else do you want well, to say? Well, I was gonna say this. I was gonna say this about the study of the names. The study of the names really is a study of the character of, of Christ. And a big change happened for me studying scripture several years ago. And I stopped reading for what I should do. 
and I started learn reading for who he is. Mm. Like, there's a difference between reading someone's story and saying, like, "Oh, this is what you should do in these situations," instead of reading it and saying, "Teach me what he is like." That's what I want to do this year in the New Testament. In every story, if I need good advice, awesome. Go get some good advice from the story. But what I really want out of the study this year is teach me who he is. Yes. Teach me what he is like. And a study of his names and characters helps you to do that. Yep. How do I seek him? One way is yes. a study of his character. And I love, um, we had the other night a group of really dear friends came over and um, it's a group I've been friends with for several years now. And one of the things that we love to do is get together in December and um, we just have a, a celebration of who everybody is and what's happening in life. And one of the things that we did this year is one of our favorite family traditions where um, in our home, we have something called the Emmanuel wreath. And on the wreath are a whole bunch of names of Jesus Christ. And we'll use this wreath over and over again during December. There's just so many ways that we love to use it. But on this night, I'd set it out in the middle of our family room where we were all gathered in. And I said to each of the people, I'm going to give you a few minutes and I just, I want you to walk up to the wreath and I want you to look at it. And I want you to find the name that has been, that would be the best definition of how Jesus has showed up in your story this year. And take the candle out when you find the name. So everybody went through and it's all, it doesn't matter what age people are. They love doing this. We'll do it in December and we'll also do it in April. And it, I just, I love doing it because it gives you a chance to really intimately think about your story and how it intersects with his. And the other thing that is really awesome about it is generally people don't pick the same name. We've done this for a lot of years now. And I'm always so intrigued that like no one ever wants the same candle, which is so interesting. There's 24 names on there, I think, or 25. And so everybody picked their um, name. And then we each go around and talk about it. And the person who starts lights their candle and then they light the person next to them and they share their name. And the, two of the names were so interesting to me. One of our friends um, talked about how what she had been looking for in the year was to be better at creating. And she wanted to create a different life and she wanted to create something different in her profession. And she, she just felt this really innate call to be more creative this year. And so the name she had picked was Creator. And she said, I have actually seen him show up in my story in ways that I had never seen him show up before as a creator. And I, I loved the thought of that, but one of my favorite moments of the night um, was a good friend of ours who just said, I actually have really struggled with like what my relationship with Jesus looks like this year. And I actually had to say goodbye to the Jesus that I had been raised with, like what that character was, because it actually wasn't healthy for me and where I am in my life right now. And it was causing me a lot of feelings that, that weren't emotionally healthy for me. And I loved when he started talking about this because I know a lot of people who that's been true for, who mm -hmm. their answer has actually been to then just walk away completely from the relationship. Yeah, And that was not what he did. 
which I'm so intrigued by that because he was like, what I decided clear back at the beginning of 2022 is I wanted to know a different Jesus. And the name he chose on the wreath was teacher. And he said, this year, rather than hold on to beliefs that I have that maybe are not healthy beliefs of who he is, I'm allowing him to teach me personally who he is. Mm. And I love the thought of that, of like allowing him to be the teacher. And maybe that's you this year. And one of the things that I love that he did is he actually is reaching out to people who he feels like have a healthy relationship with Jesus and asking questions and learning about that Jesus and what that looks like. And I just love that he is so open to like teach me about Jesus and his character and his attributes. And I'm open to actually knowing him in a way that I maybe haven't before. So this year when we were talking about what what do we want to do, these names of Christ have become so important to us. And we actually um, met a woman earlier this year who had drawn this picture. It's um, from Brie Lou Art. So this is from our friend Brie. And when I saw it, I was like, I love that part of who Jesus is are the stories in his life. Like when you look on here, so if you're listening on the podcast, let's just describe some Yeah, you see of the Christmas stories. on here. You see the Last Supper on here. You see um, Jesus with the children on here. You see um, him with the woman at the well on the lake with the fishermen. So you see all these different stories of him in the, and, it's and, fun and they all it's, make up his figure. Yeah, it's you know? his clothing. It would yeah. be like his robe and, and what he's wearing are these stories of his life. If you want to see it, you'll just search Brie Lou Art and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But we love that on one hand, he is who he showed up as. Like he met people where they were as they were and he entered their stories. But when he came, it wasn't just the fact that he entered the story, it's who he was in that story that made a difference. And so then we started talking about, what if we do this? So this is our gift to you this year. We're really excited about it. Yeah, we'll show it to you on here. And so we had Bree paint us a new picture of- Draw, of, he means draw. Yeah, draw. She drew it with a paint, a fine-tipped paintbrush called a pen. Oh. Um, <laughs> so a new picture of Jesus that would have him wearing this robe, but all along the robe um, are these names, the different names of Jesus. Like this is who he came as. He didn't just show up, but he showed up as the risen Lord in one story. And he showed up as the redeemer in one story. And he showed up as grace and strength in other stories. And so we made have this print that you can download and you can get it printed out. Um, It'll be in the newsletter. This, yeah. You'll be able to find it off the app, super easy. Um, and it will also be on the webpage. Is that right? No, it's in the newsletter. It's in the newsletter. You'll get it in the newsletter. Okay. Yeah. So, and if you don't have the newsletter, you can go to don'tmissthestudy.com and sign up for that newsletter. And then it will come to you and it will be in there. But you can download a version of it that's like all filled out like this. That's one option. But sort of our vision that will kind of help us in this study of, of how do we seek him is this version of it, which is they're a little bit grayed out or... You can get it totally Totally plain. empty with just numbered spots. And if each you of those, love your handwriting, yeah, each of those numbers are the weeks of the year. And these will be the different names, the different titles, the different characteristics that 
um, he shows up as in each of the stories that we will study this so year. So every week we will introduce a name and then with your family or with the people you study with or just on your own individually in the in maybe the little area where you study, you will get to just handwrite in one name every week that is kind of the name that we are leaning into that week. You can print these in all different sizes. Let me just tell you this idea because I'm in love with it if you have little ones at your house. Um, you can, you'll be able to print them as big as you want. And I, I wonder, can you see yep, that you can if see I put it right here? Yep. So one of the thoughts that I have, if you have littles at home is I love the idea of them writing these names on there. Look how cute this one is going to be with all of these, just their handwriting as they're coming to learn him as Emmanuel, as the firstborn, as a gift, um, as compassion, as, um, Lord of the Sabbath you know, rabbi, each of these words that we are going to just study and lean into and try and think about. And so, um, and that one, one right, of the hows. I was going to oh, say yeah. that one right there is like the, is printed the biggest size and it's just dry mounted, but they also look really fun. If you take out the front glass from a frame and you want to just kind yeah, of, so you can still write on it, but this just doesn't have the glass on it. Right. So, um, we love that one of the hows, how to seek him, it's something we've heard a lot about in conference. President Nelson talked about it. There was a 70 whose last name starts with an S. I meant to look it up. Schmidt, I think. It's Elder Schmidt, who also talked about. Um, Elder Holland talked about learning the names of Christ. Like This is something that, that disciples of Christ have done over the years, and it really is to lean into the character and the attributes of Christ by studying him by name. So that is, is one of the hows this year that we'll look at doing. And I will say this, when you look at the picture, one of the things that we really love about it is we had, when Bree sent this over, um, she talked about that mm. she put all of the names on his robe because she was just like, this is the mantle that he wears. And we were like, oh, That's that is so, so good. Yeah, we didn't even tell her to put the names on the robe. She just did that. And it was so awesome because that is awesome. It's like, this is what he wears. He wears strength. He wears compassion yeah. or he is these things. And it's so neat to think about like, oh, this is when we talk about Emmanuel, when we talk about the Jesus coming into our story, this is the Jesus who we can expect, mm -hmm. the one that does, that we can watch for, the one that comes into our yep. story. So one of, one of the hows of how to seek him is going to be by character and attribute. Um, but the other one is going to also require a where. Yeah. Um, where will we seek him? And we love, we this, love this. Yeah, this yeah. little story, you'll remember, we'll get into it in a couple weeks or just a couple lessons. It's quick. It's when Jesus gets lost. Um, did you see how he didn't blame his mom? Normally people are like, Mary lost Jesus. And I'm just like, he just got lost. And he actually wasn't, y'all. But in this verse right here, Luke 2, 48, when they were looking for him, um, it says this. Uh, and when they saw him, they, oh, I put the wrong verse up there on the board, everybody. Oh. That's not it. Hey, fix it right now. I won't. Yeah, you might. Do you um, need me to tell you what the verse is? Um, yeah, it's right before. It's after Simeon. He gets lost. Here he is. It's Luke 2. And they went to the... Okay, found it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, 45? 45. So I wrote 48, but just minus 3. Okay? Do I dare to? So, no, you okay. don't dare. Um, Luke 2, 45. And when they were looking for him for three days, it says, they couldn't find him. And then it says this... And when they found him not, in verse 45, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. 
And um, that's where they ended up finding him. They went back to Jerusalem and that's where they found him. There was a place that they knew they could look to find him. And it was right there in Jerusalem. So we love that idea of go back to Jerusalem to find him. Now, one of our favorite things to do is to take groups to Jerusalem and seek for Jesus there when we get there. And it's a really rad experience to be able to go there and to seek for him. But what's so interesting about those trips is this. You go there and you find yourself in really ordinary streets and really ordinary roads. And you don't actually find him there. The tomb's empty. Spoiler. That's at the end. But I'm just going to tell you, you don't actually find him there. Where you find him when you go is you sit in these places, in these ordinary places, and you open up the books of scripture and you read the stories of what actually happened. And that's actually the magic of those trips. It's mm. actually you where you found him was not in this dirt here, but it was in the pages and the story that you read about him that happened in those places. Which is so true because for me, one of my very favorite places to go when we get into Jerusalem is this place. This is Bethesda. And it, it is when I walk in there, my favorite place. But if I didn't know the story that happened there, I could be in a 7-Eleven parking lot. What, what draws me into that place is the story yeah. that happened there. And so if we could, um, our greatest dream would be to take all of you who listen on the podcast and watch on YouTube to Jerusalem with us. Can you imagine if we all showed up so at the same fun. time together? It'd be so fun um, for 10 days. But we have an even better invitation, and that is um, we're going to turn back to Jerusalem for the next 365 days. That's what we're going to do together. And we're going to open up these pages, and this is going to become the where. I love this quote by President Monson, and I'm so worried my eyes aren't going to be good enough to read it. So David will now read my favorite quote from President Monson that I keep in my scriptures in, um, in the book of John. I love what he teaches us. Okay, it says this. We need not visit the Holy Land to feel him close to us. We need not walk by the shores of Galilee or among the Judean hills to walk where Jesus walked. In a very real sense, all can walk where Jesus walked. Now, my, I think you missed. Okay, in a very real sense. <laughs> okay, in a very real sense, all can walk where Jesus walked. When his words with his words on our lips, his spirit in our hearts, and his teaching in our lives, we journey through mortality. Yeah, and I love the thought of that. I love those three call-outs he gives, that um, how it happens is when his words are in our lips, when we are walking out life the way he would walk out life. Like, we, we walk Jerusalem when he becomes part of our story. And I love the thought of that this year. And when, when we think about the where, um, the where for us will be that. I've told this story before, but um, for me, this is such a profound learning experience. Many, many years ago, one of my girls was going through a really hard experience, Meg, really hard. Like I was in tears probably every day for a month. And I know this is going to be a shocker to you guys, but I actually don't cry that much, except for during Don't Miss This. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. And um, 
We, I had a dream one night about this daughter, about Meg. And in my dream, I was taking her on a trip. And it was a trip of the entire world, the whole world. And somehow we were doing it by bus. So my subconscious thought that was a great idea. <laughs> and we got to stop in Jerusalem, in Israel, in the Holy Land, for one afternoon for four hours. And when we were pulling in, the guide was like, you have four hours at this stop. Here's a list of all the things you could do. And immediately my mind went into like strategy mode. I was like, okay, where, where am I going to take her? If I only have four hours in the Holy Land, this is probably her only chance to see it. Where are we going to go? And my first thought was Meg loves shopping. So I was going to take her into the old city and let her go to all those little booths where they sell frankincense and you can see the prayer shawls and the tassels and the, like you just get to experience like the religion of what that looks like, the tangible symbols or rhythms of their life. But immediately I was like, I need to take her to the Western Wall. It's my favorite part of that whole Holy Land trip is the Western Wall. I could go there every day, no trouble at all. And one of the things you do there is you'll get a little piece of paper, generally a scrap, and people will write their prayers on it and they'll wrap it up really tight and stick it in the holes on that Western Wall of what was the old, old temple foundation. And um, so in my mind, I was like, we have to do that. And then I woke up from my dream. And I was like, I could tell the dream felt important. It was two in the morning. I keep a pad of paper next to my bed for moments just like this, where I'm like something important just happened in my dream. I'm too tired to like figure it out right now. And I'll just write myself a clue. And the clue I gave myself said, go to Jerusalem. That was my clue. And then um, the next day I woke up, sometimes I won't remember my dreams. And it actually was three days later, I was cleaning off my nightstand and I saw that little note that said, go to Jerusalem. And then I was like, wait a minute, what is this about? And I, the dreams started coming back and I was thinking about it. Megan happened to walk in. I was folding socks on my bedroom floor. And I was like, Megan, I had the weirdest dream about you. My kids love when the dream is about them. And I started telling her and I was like, this felt really important that like writing down on the paper, going to the Western wall, putting your thing in. And, and I was like, the phrase that came to my mind when I woke up was, go to Jerusalem. But I was like, here is the problem. Neither you or me has enough money to go to Jerusalem right now. So that obviously is like, that was not the message. The, the code was not that we were going to go because we can't, we didn't have the time or the money to be able to do that. And so I was like, what do you think it means? And she said to me, oh, I already know what it means. And then she said the sweetest thing to me that I won't ever forget. She said, mom, I've already prayed the prayer I would have written on the paper and put in the wall. I've already prayed it. And these past three months, I have come to know Jesus better than I ever have my entire life. This has been my Jerusalem. This experience has been my Jerusalem. And I love that thought that sometimes when we say go to Jerusalem, we're not talking about buying a plane ticket or signing up for a tour or actually walking through those streets. We're talking about that moment where you connect with Jesus intimately. What is your go to Jerusalem right now? What is the prayer you would pray at the Western Wall? What what is that look like? And um, when you think about the where, it actually doesn't have to be 
on this street because the wear is gonna be in these pages. And I'm so excited to talk about these stories and to open this book and every week to sit together with all of you and talk about this Jesus that we find here. Like this is the where. Yeah, and what's really neat is you go to some of these places when you go and you get there and there's nothing spectacular about it. And it's neat because you realize that, oh, it wasn't the location that was spectacular. It was who came into it. Mm-hmm. That Jesus came into each of the stories. Nothing, None of these locations are anything worth renting a house at, you know, but Jesus comes into each of those stories and that's what's so beautiful. So this year, as you study, if I were a teacher, I think one of the questions I might ask kind of in this section is, hey, let's think about some of the, our most memorable and impactful stories that we already know from the new. Let's, yeah. What are we looking forward to? You know, and then help people start training their minds to say like, oh, I love the story of the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. And then it's like, okay, tell me what you learn about Jesus from that story. Mm. How did he come in? Who did he come in as? You know, what was his what character? Was, yeah, what was what he? Were the what do you learn if you if you only had the story of the leper, and that's all those three verses? Okay, tell me what you would know about Jesus from that particular story. Where we're gonna learn these names, these characters, and these attributes are in these pages right here. Yeah. And then what's neat is we read it and we're like, wait. These were ordinary people living ordinary lives. Maybe that same Jesus is going to show up in my ordinary life, among my ordinary people. And that's what the study of these stories becomes so powerful because of that. Yeah, I love that. Um, Okay, and then our very last question that we're going to ask is this. We started with that question, what seek ye? But we love that Jesus will ask this question to people because this is... uh, the right way to ask it. Mm-hmm. This is the more powerful, the correct way to ask it. It's not what are we seeking, it's whom are we seeking. This is about inviting a person, the person of Jesus into our lives. It's not about inviting a miracle in, it's inviting him, him into our life and story. And we wanna end by, by thinking about this. Whom seekest thou? And there's these two stories where yeah. this question gets asked. The first one, I you get take the bad yeah, I get the bad guy story. Okay. Um, so in this John 18, this happens in Gethsemane, and it's when Judas brings all of the soldiers to arrest Jesus, and they get in there, and they all get there. And it's interesting, Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth, and he said unto them, Whom seek ye? Who who are you looking for? And they answered back and they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, well, I am he. And then they're going to arrest him and they're going to take him away. And it's interesting to me the difference between these two stories. But I want you to just consider before you hear the second story when he says, who are you looking for? They say, Jesus of Nazareth. And they say, oh, that's me. And their response is, okay, arrest him. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's oh, yeah. disposable. There he is. He's, um... Our job was to find him and yeah. we found him. Good. I, I did it. Okay, versus this story right here. Which happens just right after. So one's in John 18, the other one's in John 20. Um, This is after everything that happens that night. The the first, whom seekest thou, or whom seek ye, is uh, this Judas moment, where like everything, it goes into motion. 
at that moment. And um, there, there is a man named Jesus who is put on trial and um, will be crucified. And if you are one of those soldiers, that's, that's all you know at the end of that moment. But several days later, after that, there is a woman who comes into a garden tomb and she stands at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And then um, in verse 12, she sees these two angels and um, she sees where the body of Jesus had laid. And they ask first, woman, why weepest thou? And then she says, because they took away my Lord and I don't know where to find him. I love that both of these two came and they were like, what were they trying to do in both of those things? I need to find Jesus, right? Judas needed to find Jesus. What were his intentions? And Mary needed to find Jesus also. And what were her intentions in that moment? And I think that question in and of itself teaches a really profound lesson for each of us of like, what is my intention for finding Jesus this year? What is my intention? What am I looking for? And then there's this moment in verse 15 where Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And um, there's this moment where she supposes him to be the gardener. And and she turns and looks at him and, and there is still the tears and there is still that longing and there is still that worry, right? And the fear, there is all of those things caught up in one until one moment. And it's the moment when Jesus calls her by name. And for some reason, there is something familiar in that one word. And I love what it says in verse 16, she turned herself. Mm. That's what happened in that moment. And it makes me think to myself, Am I turning myself so that Christ is in my vision? Am I turning myself so that he is my focus? Am am I seeking him so deeply and so intimately that all it takes is one word, like the recognition that he knows me and he loves me, but more important that I know him and I love him him. And that's going to cause me to turn myself about. It's, it's going to actually change me in that moment. Um, sometimes when I see words like this, it reminds me of what we teach a lot here. And on the podcast, you won't be able to see this, but um, when we talk about the word repent, um, the sign language for the word change is to put two C's together and to just put your wrists together and allow those two to change places. The sign language for repent is to make two R's and then to put your wrists together and to let those two things turn themselves about. That's what's happening. That The word repent, I just love the visual of, is to turn yourself about, right? It's exactly what Mary did in that moment. She turned herself. And I think to myself, that's what I want this year to be. Mm. I want it to be that reverent turning myself about. And so that what I see is him, 
That's what I want. I want to be thinking about the who. I mean, all the others are important. The why and the what and the where and the how. Those are all going to make our story fuller. But I think the most important becomes the who. And, and I think, too, like who he is to you today is an important question to begin with. What seek ye and, and why and how am I going to do this? But I'm really excited for a year from now to call out the name Jesus of Nazareth and see what that name means to you today. Those disciples in John 1 heard John the Baptist talking about him and they were like, you know something about him that we want to know. Mm. We're so intrigued by what you know about him. And so they followed him for three years. Mary was one of them. And then at the end of those three years, she's learned something about him. They've experienced something together. She's yearning and reaching for him because of the experiences that they had together. And that's our wish and our hope for this Mm. year, that at the end of this year, you'll have discovered and seen and experienced him as as all of these names and in your own story. So the end of the year, you'll seek him the way that Mary does. Yes, and I want to just think about this for some for a minute. Like just think about this. For some reason for Judah for Judas, Jesus was expendable. Yeah. And for Mary, he he wasn't. Tell me where wherever he is, whatever it costs, tell me where he is. I want him in my life that desperately. And you're yes. like what did you experience that he didn't. You yeah, both, sat, both in sat in the same classrooms, same, yes. right? You both were there with they him together. They experienced the same miracles. They, they went through the same process. But for one, that relationship was expendable. And for the other one, it, it was like, I cannot lose this. I can't lose this. Yeah. Um, one, one, the cost of that relationship was 30 pieces of silver. For the other one, priceless. Yeah, right. And... Um, uh, maybe it is the condition of a uh, heart, but also I think there's something about like inviting the spirit to be part of the journey and allowing your heart to be soft enough that the spirit can actually write and leave impressions and and allow you to experience the Savior in a way that maybe you never have before. This study this year, particularly of his names and, and finding, you know, him in there. I remember when President Nelson gave that invitation and then six months later, he said, I'm a different person because of it. And I was like, that's not true, right? You've always been a holy yes. man and, yeah. and whatever. And then his wife at a devotional said, no, really, he's a different person. I was like, that can't be true. And it's after I was like, okay, then I'm going to actually try it, yeah. you know, because I felt like I know the scriptures, I study them. And then I really wanted to do those two things. What are his characters and attributes and how do I see them showing up in, in my story? And I did that for an entire year. I did that study of all of his names. And, and I remember the end of the year, you know the story, I've, of, maybe I've said this before here. I, I have a really hard time finding a picture of Jesus that I like to hang in my house. Like it just, I'm a snob, I guess, or whatever. It never meets your expectations. Yeah, right. I'm just like, it's not right. It's not right. I don't like, that's nice. It's pretty. I don't like it. It's pretty. I don't like it, whatever. And it was the year of that study where I went through all of those those names and his characters and I watched for him in my own life. 
and I was in Costco and, and in Costco's up here, sometimes they sell temples and Jesus pictures at Christmas time. And, and I had, was going through with my cart full of everything else that Costco sells. And I was coming up to the front and there was the display and I saw a picture of him and it struck me right when I saw it. And I started to cry when I saw it. And I walked up and I was like, this is it. Where has this been my whole life? Like, how come I've never, ever seen this picture before? And then when I looked at the different pictures that were all next to it, I realized I had the same response to all of them. And what had, the picture had always been there, but what was different was me and how I felt about him and how I'd seen him come into my story and the experiences and memories that we now had with each other endeared me to him in a way that I never had mm. before. And I'm so thrilled to have that experience again. Every time we swing back around, you can do it with any book of scripture, but it's just particularly easier and more potent with this book of scripture yes. for me. And and to be able to lean into those names. And I would say you were not a Judas before that year. Like you're, it wasn't that no, no, the I, relationship was expendable to you. But for some reason, understanding his characteristics and his attributes and his names turned him into someone who exceeded expectation for you. Yeah. And I love that that is what we are about to do this yeah. year. That like people who have said, I want to do that same study that you did. Well, we're about to do it. And to make sure you do not miss that part of this study... We've got this poster, the year of Jesus, that you can hang up in your house. And we've got a place every single week that we can be like, don't, don't just like think about that name, but like dive into it. Do what David did. Take a minute to actually really think about that name. and Learn it and watch for it. Those are the two it. important and, parts. And mark it, right? Get yeah. in this verse and let's mark it down and, and let's talk about what does this mean and what do we learn about him and and how rad ps all week long to see that poster or if you have this or just write it on a sticky note and yes. put it on the fridge and you can just say all week our family or me personally whatever i'm watching for him is this yes, for seven in my days story. for seven days i'm gonna mm -hmm. learn this and watch for it is what i'm gonna do like yeah. i just whatever whatever you can do whatever yes. if we can help awesome come up with your own ways yeah. but let's seek him who he is year. and i love my daughter maria teaches really society in oregon and last week she called and she was like i want to do this but i want my friends to do this i actually i want my ward to experience this and so she had said to me it, it is it okay like do i need permission to print this out and give it to all the ladies in my relief society when i teach this week and i was like no that's why we did it for free like oh send, i thought you were saying no oh sorry yes yes the answer is yes <laughs> print that thing out and maybe you know someone who also wants to do that study this year maybe it's the girls in your young women's class maybe it's your relief society ladies maybe it's the women you visit teach maybe you have a small group of women you study the scriptures with maybe it's someone at your work who doesn't even study Come Follow Me, but would love to study Jesus. And we don't just want this to be our gift to you. Um, you. You gift it wherever you want. You send it wherever you want. Who needs to know the mantle Jesus wears? Invite them to be part of this journey with us. It's going to be a remarkable journey. It's going to 
I just know it's going to exceed our expectations mm. when we're through. Yeah. Okay, we're so excited. Week one. Well, I guess this is week one technically, but Matthew one. Next Luke week, one. we're going to dive in. We are so excited. So excited. See ya. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.